all about. We've talked about hope and faith. We've talked about love. And today, we're going to light the candle of joy in just a little bit here. And after we do that, we'll, we'll take an offering a little later on. But right now, I want you to take your outlines or turn to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2, which is where one of the stories are presented to us about the king who is about to be born. So we see the picture of Jesus about to be born here in the book of Matthew. It's also in Luke. But in Matthew, it gives us a little different depiction. In this case, it talks about these wise men or magi who had been in a journey and who show up at Herod's palace. So it starts like this. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and they asked, where is the one who was born king of the Jews? Now, every Christmas, we're involved in celebrating the invasion of God, the fact that he invades earth. And in Matthew, the story here seems to be about God's travel guides, okay? God's travel guides. In this case, they're following a star. They said, we followed his star that was in the east, and we've come now to worship him. Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? You see, one of the problems was, as they were following the star, the star disappears. And they found themselves on the edge of Jerusalem and weren't sure where to go at that point in time. And they instead go where we'd always think, where do you find kings at? Palaces. So they head off to the palace. And that's where this story begins, with a detour, one that they weren't aware they were making. So we have this term magi, which actually would be better translated king makers. We use the term wise men, but the reason they were considered wise men is they were men who were sought after to determine who the king should be in the eastern area. So they came down to clarify this wondrous king who had been born They've been following a star for about three to six months. Three to six months they've been following a star. They probably came from Persia, probably a set of prophecies that uh, Daniel perhaps had laid out, and they, they'd studied them. They knew the star was about to be uh, brought forth. When they saw the star, they recognized what had happened. They followed it, and they find themselves in Jerusalem. They weren't sure that's where they're going to end up, but that's where they ended up after following this star in all these cases here. Um, and after they got to Jerusalem, they did what all wise men do. What do wise men do when they get lost? Ask for directions. There you go. Okay? So that's how you know if you're wise or not. When you get lost, if you ask for directions, you're a wise man. Wives, how many of your husbands are wise? Don't answer that question. Okay, we'll just, we'll just move along. Okay, so they end up at the palace where kings are normally born. And they ask the king a question. That's a little underhand. Where's the one born king of the Jews? That's because Herod was put in his position through a variety of underhanded means. And he grasped a hold of that position through death, killing of others, and through the use of bribery. So that's how he got his position. They said, well, where's the one who was born that God had determined king of the Jews, and Herod says, I don't have a clue. What are you talking about? So then he sends for his wise men, the, the Jewish men here, and he says, what's this all about? And they describe for him and clarify to him that the Messiah was to be born, the king of kings was to be born in Bethlehem because he would be of the house of David. Interesting. So Herod is still a little confused by this whole process, but he definitely wants to ensure that he takes care of this person who's usurping his throne, he thinks. And he turns to the Magi and tells him, okay, why don't you guys go ahead and look for the king since the star's gone and we don't know exactly where he would be and perhaps you'll be able to find him because if I go search for him, nobody will tell me where he's at. So he sends them off. And he probably sends someone to follow them in some way or manner who gets lost along the way. But for whatever reason, the Magi then leave. They find themselves moving into Bethlehem. And after they get into Bethlehem, it says, they saw the star. It again arrived and it rose over the house where it was at. But let's 
kind of move along here a little bit. It says, first of all, they had been involved in investigating this star. We saw his star in the east, and we've come to worship him. So a recognition of who he is. They began to follow the star. It was his star, just a special star. Somebody would say, well, this is something here or something here. No, no, it's a special star that had been risen that previously did not exist. And astronomy books will tell you there are more stars in the universe than there are grains of sand on the beach. We could fit 100 million Earth planets inside of our closest star, which we call the sun. And even by our present mode of travel, it would take us hundreds of thousands of years to reach the nearest star after our sun, which is simply a star as well. So this is a pretty majestic picture in terms of the ideas of stars and that God would create a star specifically for his sun. It was his star rose in the east to declare his birth about to begin. It's quite a birthday present by God, by the way. Sometimes people say, well, God didn't do much about his son. Well, he put a star. That's pretty big. Nobody's done that since. uh, So I I thought it was a pretty big deal. This is star. And the star is going to get so specific now in terms of where it's going to shine. It's going to be able to be so specific that it will tell the wise men exactly where Jesus is staying. But kind of popping back to Herod, um, they asked him, where's the one born king of the Jew? And, And the Jews, and he changes the term from king. He doesn't ever use the term king if you start reading it. He used the term Messiah, used the term Christ, and used the term child. He doesn't refer to him as the king. That's obviously quite intentional on his part, trying to clarify what was, what was going on and how he felt about the whole thing. And his, and his you know, that little side statement we all know about, uh, come and tell me where he's at so I too can come and worship him. And we always have that, you know, okay, yeah, yeah. He's going to kill him. And that's exactly what he sets up, of course. Afterwards, after the Magi leave, then the children are uh, put to death under the age of a year and a half because he recognized that's when the star rose and that the baby had to be no older than that. So he kills off these children here. How many of you have seen the show The Nativity? If you haven't seen that, I would, I would really encourage you. I watched it last night, i got to admit, as spiritual as I am, that's still, you know, first time I've ever actually watched the show. I've watched sections of the show, but last night I watched the whole show. Terrific show, really well done. Great, great show. Um, good insights. I wouldn't agree with all of it. If I had, I'd be wondering who did it. So that was, it was but it was really well done. If you get a, get an opportunity to, it's by far the best Christmas show I've ever seen. Laying out a, a clear picture of Mary and Joseph. Uh, the wise men, this this whole area there, I thought it was just terrific. So if you get a chance to, you can get that. If you don't, if you're poor and you can't afford it, I have a copy with me today. So those of you that would like one, come to me and I'll give you our copy and you can go watch it. A great show, great one to watch with your kids. Uh, terrific, terrifically done. But anyway, there's there's this picture um, of the wise men coming down, trying to make us aware of what's going on. And then recognizing who Jesus is. Herod doesn't want to get direction from God. He's not concerned about what God desires or wants in his life. And that's why instead of saying, wow, this is incredible, God has sent his son to give us direction, to give us understanding of what life is about. He doesn't care. He doesn't want that. He's much like Ted Turner who said, I don't want Jesus to die for me. I don't want him to die for me. I really don't care about this. All I care about is what I can gain here and now. And, and that's the struggle for many of us. We can watch this great story about Jesus and the star and the baby born in a manger, but we struggle with the simple question that we may want him to be miraculous, but we won't want him to be our savior. We don't want him to be our king. We don't want him to be our Lord. Jesus is to be our reference point in life. And, and that's why, interesting enough, God has set us up for us. So every time you write a check, though many of us don't write them anymore, okay, every time you write a check, you have to put down a reference point. You put down the date. And the date refers to AD or the day of our Lord, referring to the fact when Jesus was born. So you have to do that. Every time you write out a check, we're forced to remind ourselves reference point. Ah, it's 2013. 2013 years from the day that Jesus was born. That's the reference point in life. And then it goes on to tell us that we have this light who came into the world. 
Jesus is the light, the one who gives us the ability to see in the darkness, providing a star that points us to God's glory and opportunity for hope and peace and joy and happiness and direction. And many of us kind of resist that. We pull back. So hundreds, millions, billions of people will celebrate the birth of Jesus this week, but they'll never receive the gift of his son. That is just so sad, what God has provided for us. And many of us, because of our pride and struggle, reject it. We have seen his star in the east, and we have come to what? Worship him. We have seen his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. The Advent candles talk about the coronation of the king, the coming. And so we talked about each candle referring to a different aspect, and we like to kind of refer to them. We've got a, we've got a candle over here that refers to hope, and a candle refers to faith. A candle refers to love. And today we have a candle we're going to refer to as joy. And each one is talking about the different elements that God desires to produce in our life, all of which we're without unless he comes. Now let's watch this simple little clip called Come Thou long-expected Jesus. As we do that, we're going to take our offering. So guys, grab this. Keep it moving. No, keep it running. Keep it running. They'll take care of it. Thank you so much. Come long-expected Jesus Lord to set thy people free from Isn't that great? Wow, just walk through the whole period of time because the Advent is about the coming. And the word Advent simply means to come or it's an adventure, that which is coming our way. So when we light these candles, we remind ourselves of the coming of the long-expected Jesus. So if there's one thing about Christmas, Christmas is a time when we have an opportunity to investigate the star. 
And what I mean by that, when I say the star, for the, for the wise men, it was this wondrous, miraculous star that was set up. But for many of us, it's a different star in our life that God provides in a variety of ways to show us the way to meet the sun. You follow the star and you find the sun. Say that with me. Follow the star and find the sun. Now, if I was to give you any simple term for Christmas, that's what I'd give you. Follow the star and you find the sun. And God brings travel guides, stars for us in a variety of ways. For me, uh, it was a young lady in Germany down in a cavern while we're dealing with drunkenness and drugs. And she shares simply the four spiritual laws about Jesus. She's brave enough to come down there with some friends, okay, and share with me the wonder of who Jesus was. And as I laughed at her, I had no idea the Holy Spirit had planted in my heart a seed that would change everything. She was the star of Christmas for me. And soon afterwards, I would discover the first Christmas in my life where Jesus became real. And for many of you, I encourage you, seek the stars that God has in your life. Everybody gets a star. Everybody. God provides it for you or him for you or a special miraculous thing for you. And the purpose of the star is to lead you to the sun. It's nothing special in and of itself in God's eyes. It's there to lead you to the sun. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star, the one they'd seen in the east, suddenly went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child now was. They leave the palace. They wonder if they're going the right way. There's no palace where they're going. How will they find him? Suddenly the star reappears and they're overjoyed with this recognition that God has now clearly shown them where the king was to be born. Look over there, the star is shining right over that house there. And they with their entourage head down there, stop at the house And on coming there, they saw the child with his mother, Mary. And they bowed down and they worshipped him. And then they opened their treasures and they presented him with gifts of gold, of incense, and of myrrh. They saw the child and they fell down and they worshipped him. They recognized who he was and they identified the son of God himself. They had investigated. The star was found. They followed the directive of the star, and they discovered the sun. Now, interestingly enough, oftentimes God provides us a star, and it leads us to a stable, and we get angry. And say, God, you're supposed to lead me to a palace. You're supposed to provide me with something incredible. What's with the stinking stable? And God says, it's here you find the sun. It's here you find the sun. And he is the only thing that matters. All the frivolous things of this world matter little or nothing at all. The only thing that really matters is the sun. When you discover that, Everything changes. And then they found themselves laying gifts before this wondrous son of God, gold, declaring him as the king of kings, but also providing for him the necessary income to his parents so they would be able to leave in just a short period of time and head down to Egypt and live there for probably the next six years or so. God recognizing their need and providing for it. And then a bit of incense declaring him also as the priest, the high priest himself, the one who would be able to light incense before God the Father Almighty and declare our entrance into the kingdom. The one who would intercede for each one of us in the future, but at this time would simply be recognized as the priest. And then lastly, probably the most difficult thing is this bit of myrrh. And I think that the wise men themselves wondered what exactly this was for. Why had God told them to give this particular present, which didn't seem to be a present at all? 
because this myrrh was a type of lard that would be used to prepare a person for their death. In Scripture, it says some 75 pounds Nicodemus came with to cover up the body of Jesus and stop it from smelling so badly as it began to decay. Myrrh, the declaration of sacrifice, that he would become the sacrificial lamb for all of mankind. That was the final gift. Christ, born in a stable. I like to say, so we could have a mansion when we die. (laughs) Christ, born in a stable, so we could have a mansion when we die. You need to investigate his claim of forgiveness. If you haven't found out yet who he truly is, I encourage you, investigate his claims. The claims that he, he died on the cross for us, and through that wondrous death, we can receive forgiveness of our sins. Investigate it. Look into it. Say, could this really have happened? Can it be applied to my life? Investigate it. Is he truly the Son of God? Are all these marvelous prophecies that led up to that, are they really true? Were they really put together? Did God really do all these things? Investigate it. Don't take my word for it. Investigate. Look after it. And you will discover, as most of us here discovered, that Jesus is the very Son of God. And that everything points us to that truth. And then when you respond to him and believe he is who he is, in a miraculous way, God will show up and ask, would you ask me to come into your life? Would you ask me to forgive your sins? Would you ask me to change everything and provide you with life eternal? And if you respond with a yes, Lord, I want that, then he responds to you. And you discover suddenly for the first time in your life, faith and hope and joy peace, and all these wondrous things that God has for you. That's the cry of Christmas. Today, we're going to have a special time. We're going to watch these young ones speak to us about hope and peace and joy and the wonder of Christmas. Jesus was born in a stable so we could have a mansion when we die. That's what this is all about. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for a chance today to remind ourselves of what Christmas is all about. What a great time. We get so much excitement now, Lord. We have this chance in which we get to honor your son. And in the process, we get to buy all these gifts for everybody around us. And it's okay. Everyone has to take the gift. They can't say, no, 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 you can't do that for me. Everybody has to take the gift we're giving. It's just, it's so great. And we would ask today. Lord, there's somebody here who doesn't know you. I don't know who they are. You do. And Lord, I would ask that you might bring them a star. Let them discover the wonder of your son, as I discovered so long ago, and allow them to have uh, the very first Christmas this year, the real one, where your son is seen as the one and only King of Kings, Prince of Peace, Lord of Lords. And Father, I ask that you would do this in your Son's name. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, let's have a good time now. We're going to change our focus and watch these kids bring us a special play.
this holiday event, which I know you all have been looking forward to, the super spectacular Snowflake County Christmas Extravaganza. Today, today, our town square is the place to see the biggest, most elaborate displays in the whole state. Now, I'd like to introduce you to my two new interns, Joey and Alyssa, who have both been marvelous additions to my staff this year. Joey, why don't you give us a little more information on this competition this year? Each year, the contestants use both visual and performing arts to demonstrate the Christmas spirit in unique and creative ways. Gone are the days of basic nativity sets and simple Christmas pageants. If it's been done before, we won't do it. If we want to be relevant, we need to speak the language of today's culture. That means production. That means professionalism. That means performance. Thank you. Finalists, are you ready with your entries? A few finishing touches and we'll be ready for evaluation. One more tweak and my team will be ready with our ice skating display. I can't wait for you all to see the surprise I've included this year. Excellent. We all can't wait to see what you have in store for us this year. And as you all know, we pride ourselves here in Snowflake County at the very forefront of technology. The, I'm sure you all noticed the updates on our Snowflake County website. What's that? Oh, it's my phone. <gasps> Looks like we've just added 10 new followers on the Twitter. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> huh? Oh, it's from you, Joey. Twitter, right. Twitter, Twitter, it's all the same. <laughs> and now, let's get ready for the opening introduction to this holiday event. I know you all have been looking forward to the super spectacular Snowflake County Christmas Extravaganza. The season has arrived when we dedicate our time to tell the Christmas story using art and dance and mind. We will not settle for less. What's extra extravaganza? Let me look that up for you. The dictionary defines extravaganza as a holiday or event. It's basically a big way of saying something big and exciting. Oh, thanks. That might as well we'll keep your toes a tapping. We've managed to outdo ourselves, can't wait for it to happen. My display will glow, reflecting in the snow. A spectacular you love extravaganza. Love extravaganza, the rules are very Get ready for a free 
the winning entry will receive a full-page write-out from our town website, including my personal MySpace page, Google Plus page, and Facebook page. Any questions? You still have a MySpace page? Oh, um, please post all questions on my Facebook page, and I'll get right back to you as soon as possible. I have a question. Please post all questions on me. Oh, it's you, sweetie. Everyone, I'd like to introduce you to my youngest daughter, Susie. Hi, everyone. And her friend, Max. He's a man of few words. The, <laughs> the strong, silent Max. I like it. Mom, Mom, can I show you something? Of course, sweetie. But um, I'm a little busy right now. Can it wait? Okay. Come on. <laughs> now, let's walk over to Miss Holly Berry's entry. Joey, will you please record this for our town website? I'm on it. Hello, everyone. Before I introduce my entry, I'd like to direct your attention to my ice skating display. Snowflakes on ice. This is the time to share, and this is the time to see, and this is the time to share, and this is the time to bring. It was really special. I was? Joey, send me an email to look into what I was going to say that was really special. I'm on it. Check back on the town website. I'm sure we'll have it up by tomorrow. Mom, are you writing me a secret? Oh, of course, honey. But we're about to go over and see whose entry, Joey? Uh, looks like that would be Mitch. 
great. Honey, sweetie, can it wait? I guess so. Come on, Max. Bye, Max. My, he is a shy one. Merry Christmas. It's a super spectacular Christmas extravaganza day in Snowflake County. How may I help you? The Christmas. The mayor is in the middle of an intense judging session. Uh-huh. Well, please leave a message on our website. Thank you. Now, what do we have to look forward to this year, Mitch? After, after last year's little mishap. With the hungry raccoons? Yes. This year I've decided to explore an area of music performance that has previously been overlooked in our competition. Ooh, I like it. Somebody's been listening to rule number two. <coughs> Keep it fresh. Anything that has been used in years past can and should be avoided. <coughs> yes. You'll know that, you know that we, ha we have one bath to see the angels visit to the shepherds as we have incorporated a country flavor presenting a kicking country Christmas. Except for a sitting, watching all the sheep. Kicking back, passing time, trying not to fall asleep. Suddenly they heard a sound and couldn't say a word. after the extravagance for messy red and green fried chicken inside the town hall that the mayor will probably sue us for. Well, that really was something. Great job, Mitch. <laughs> Looks like we just got 15 new postings on our extravaganza website. Isn't that exciting? Good job, everybody. Keep plucking away at making our extravaganza even bigger and better. Mom, are you writing my secret? Oh, honey, can't you just tell me what the secret is? Nope, it's a secret. Max? You wouldn't consider texting me the secret, would you? <laughs> okay, okay. I'm all yours as soon as I judge this next entry. Now, 
What do we have to look forward to this year, Holly? For our theme this year, I picked the wise men. We have a couple of surprises in store for you, and I really think you'll get into the Christmas week. Hmm. Presenting Wise Men. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star and come to worship him. They went on their way, and the star they had seen went ahead of them. And when they stopped over the place where the child was, when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child and bowed down to him and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Um, pardon me for interrupting, but our displays have included wise men before. I'm looking for bigger and better ways to show the meaning of Christmas. Oh, just wait. This will be different. Our wise men tap dance. I love it! Just to make it even bigger and better, my team and I have a couple of surprises in store for you. When you turn our wise men display around, it transforms into a new bonus entry. <laughs> Everyone get in your places for the surprise entry. As they get ready, let me tell you a bit more about what you're going to experience. My team and I have surveyed the citizens of Snowflake County to find out their favorite musical styles and songs. And this way, the whole county will get into the Christmas spirit.
to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king, and her heart is fair room. To the heart tree, in the fair tree. happening again? Let's just stay off the rules for a little while. I was just trying to get everyone into the Christmas spirit by making it more exciting. It's okay, Candy. I feel the sting of scandal myself. What's the hungry raccoons? Will the public ever forget? Well, I'm sorry, Candy. There's just not well, enough time for you to start your display over again. Wagon. And if yours was the last display, well, then... I guess it's time to start the judging. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth, I mean of Nazareth, to Bethlehem. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger. And there were shepherds living out in the fields. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Please join us in the song Silent Night. Silent Night, holy night, all is calm. 
long. I should have let you show me your secret sooner. I'm afraid we got so caught up in the lights and production, we never really stopped and realized what we were actually singing about. A baby in a manger. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus. It seems the true meaning of Christmas isn't really talked about anymore. It's almost like the true meaning of Christmas has almost become a secret. This year, we've really been focused on making our extravaganza a super dazzling production, but as we've been trying to make Christmas more exciting, I think we've hidden the true message of Christmas. Susie and Max have just reminded us that the gospel doesn't need decoration, and the incarnation doesn't need to be packaged in order to be life-changing. This year, we've been so focused on the packaging. We've forgotten. We know secret. Jesus, the one true light, was born in the manger. You're absolutely right. And this is the kind of secret that we should keep to ourselves. We, as the people of Snowflake County, should work hard and make sure that everyone knows this secret, the greatest gift of all time. May I, may I, Hallmark, may I say something? Of course, Holly. I think Max and Susie should win because they were teaching us the true meaning of Christmas. Well, I think that's perfect. From now on, Snowflake County's Christmas extravaganza will work on remembering the sincerity of Christmas. It, Jesus with us, the greatest gift of all time. Now, let's get this secret out. 
Jesus is born. God's with us.